It's Chris Weeks, and together we are Eight Days a Geek. Hello, boys. How are we doing? Hello, God. That Very was a good. brilliant intro. I love that. Very Thanks, good. That mate. Was a great uh, intro. That was really good, wasn't it? Yeah, I was energised, and like my voice isn't at all ruined, and like, everything's really, really good. And my son is probably still asleep next door, so that's good. <laughs> Ridiculous. Lads, how are we? All right? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad, you know, how it is. Good, good. Yeah, well, sure, I'm chewing a chewing gum, and it's oh, probably getting picked of, up. He's chewing chicken. a chewing gum. Probably shouldn't be doing that. Jesus. Sorry. Uh, Boys, so, I mean, obviously, you join us, as in the audience, they join us for this next instalment of our mini-sode series of The Mandalorian. It's been a big week, as it always is. Yeah, it's been a big week, yeah. Um, But, I mean, I I think we just need to dive in, don't we? Because these are getting infamously long, these (laughs) mini-sodes. The last one was an hour and 20. And it's mental to keep it going so long. What we have so, done is we have underestimated how much there is to talk about with these minisodes. There were never going to be minisodes. Yeah, well, it's true. Absolutely, it's true. like on the last episode when we talked about the rug shop for so long. We also, I mean, yeah, true. we talked about RuneScape a bit as well. So you know, yeah, but I, I mean, never thought last, about that. The last episode that we did was twice the length of the the Mandalorian oh. TV show. Like we could have recited the whole thing. Come on, Chris, let's yeah. go. Bish bash bosh. Right. Let's go. No wonder people aren't bloody listening to. <laughs> No, they just, you know, they're, they're, all, they're out there somewhere. Hi, guys. We just need to find them. And we can do that through pace. Let's go. Pace, 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 pace. Base, 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 base. So, boys, do you remember where we were last time? Of course we do. Good. We yeah. were all, you know, slightly frustrated that, uh, well, no, we were talking about the sort of frustrations of being kept away and being on these side quests all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. However... They, you know, the repairs have been done to the ship up to a point. Uh, and so they're able to get to Navarro, which is not, great news. Not right? very good repairs, though, is it? Well, mate. <laughs> not very good repairs. <laughs> I mean, they're not, no, they're not the best because, I mean, so instant highlight of the episode is the Mando being like, I don't think we're actually going to make it to, to, our, <laughs> to our destination. Oh, we better go here instead. It's like, ah. It's set up straight away. Yeah, they know. Side quest incoming, you know? Absolutely. One of Ben yeah, Pryor's. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It was a bit of a disappointment, that. Yeah, no. I, yeah, it was sort of our worst fear was instantly realised. Yeah. Which was a shame. But, um, you know, we, we moved past that because we go back to Navarro. Everyone likes Navarro. We've been there a few times and it was where yeah. we started out, you know, where the, uh, all the Mandalorians were um, keeping house under the ground, having a lovely time. Yeah. And we see some old friends as well. So we see old Grief Karga. Mando. Mando. Brilliant. You're a legend, Mando. <laughs> are you looking after the child, Mando? <sighs> Is he looking after you? He says you are. He's just, you know, don't don't emasculate the poor baby. Yeah, awful. Yeah. Strap, we can speak for himself, can't he? That's what Apollo Creed's like, though, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. It's the different. actor that plays him. Carl played Weathers. Apollo Creed in Rocky Four. Well, and yeah. r- just Rocky, it's not Bill, just Rocky. It's Ford. Bill Withers, mate. 
Bill Mendes. <laughs> it's Carl Weathers. Sorry, that's the one. <laughs> Bill Bloody Weathers. <laughs> I, I really like that though. But yeah, Bill uh, directs this episode as well. <laughs> yeah, and he does. Uh, he does a good job, I think. You know, pretty across oh, the board. Oh, it's amazing how he plays that character and directs. It's yeah, no. I mean, at the same time, you barely even see his. Um, you know, I'm saying action and stuff. I mean, you can see it. I mean, you Obviously. still see it. Yeah, yeah. you still yeah. see it, and you like you hear it at the start of the scene. Action! It sounds weird, but and you can see him. Is he looking after you, Amanda? Framing up as well. He's always doing that. It's just a yeah, bit that of, is yeah. weird. Yeah, but weird. like, you can explain it away, sort of, in the in the actual episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's there. Bill Withers is there, and also Cara June is back. Cara Delevingne, lovely. There she oh, is. Bloody oh. wish that'd be great. Okay, easy tiger. <laughs> Our rebel shock trooper friend is back. Now she's had quite a lot of flack um, because of COVID. As in, the actress has had quite a lot of flack. Why did she start it? Did she? Yeah, it was actually her. Yeah, it was oh, a rebel. Um, no wonder <laughs> it was a rebel virus that got loose. A rebel Dreadful. bat. Damn it. Yeah, the rebel. And also because she's been um, saying that Trump has actually won the election and all this sort of thing. You know. Oh dear. So it's not great. So the fandom isn't exactly hot on her right now. Not a good now. start. Not a good start. No, not great. Not great. But she has become the local marshal. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Twice. Did you want a reaction from us then? <laughs> it's interesting that we've met another Marshall and we've never met one before this series of Mandalorian in Star Wars. A lot of Marshalls going on, isn't there? Yeah. See, I mean, there's too many going on, if you ask me. Yeah. Marshall's what, kind of two? being thrown around. Like, does Marshall mean anything anymore? Can anyone just be a Marshall? Well, they're in different places, so it's not like... Yeah, but what, what's, the, what's the kind of um, the requirements to become a Marshall? You've just got to be... Like badass, I want pretty get much voted yeah. in, dear. I wonder if it's a voting democracy. Like Britain's got talent, system. yeah. Good question. I imagine it probably is. Britain's got talent, <laughs> yes. Yeah, she was the golden buzzer, yeah. She was, yeah. <laughs> so it all makes sense. Oh, God, that, that, oh, no. You didn't have a partner, Marshall. You came to this island alone. That was a Shutter Island reference, Brian. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Oh, like lovely. That? I love Shutter Island, big fan. D- you watching it now? <laughs> Honestly, it's on the background. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to listen to both. It's very difficult. I'm just watching it now. <laughs> mostly, I'm just looking at Leo. Shut up, just, buddy! Oh, God damn it! Always like dreamy. Uh, so she is the marshal. <laughs> marshal. Um, so <laughs> again, <laughs> it is a Shutter Island thing. It's it's the way that um, Leo DiCaprio Leo says marshal. It, yeah. It's great. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. And yeah, Bill Withers is the magistrate of like the area. Like he's yeah, they're, and he's they're with both. Us. And he, he's still with us, thank God. And he is um, being assisted by our friend, the Mithril, oh. who we met in the very first episode. That's quite cool, isn't it? Mithril. Yeah. <laughs> and as hard as dragon scales. <laughs> that is a kingly gift. <laughs> oh, I'm getting giddy. Jeez. It's because I wrecked my voice in that introduction. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one nice of them podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. It's we one still, of them podcasts. It really is. We, 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 like, we don't know anything about him. We don't know his name. We know that he was frozen in carbonite. Like it's all part of the flashback. And when, as soon as they did that, I was like, "Oh, that's weird. Why would they show that yeah. from the very first episode?" But it's because he's coming back, yeah. and they wanted us to remember. Uh, and but Grief Karga takes one look at Mando's ship and is like, "What have they been doing to this? It looks awful. God, it was awful." <laughs> and um, <laughs> so he gets his mates to repair it for him, which is very sweet of him, very kind of him. One of them. He, he, I mean, he's throwing dodgy looks all over the shop with his little glasses, and you just have a feeling. I wonder why, eh? It, it was a weird kind of 
two second camera movement toward him and then it nothing was. more from him and so i kind of thought was that intentional or yeah, just- I, yeah. I, I, I did wonder it's like i i don't give a a crap about these two characters yeah but the camera is telling me that, that for you some should. reason i should be yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did sort of assume that they would turn informant but I thought it would happen much sooner than it did because I just completely forgot about them. Yes, yeah, obviously, because yeah. the rest of the episode happened. Um, but boys, were you pleased to see Grief Karga and Kara June again? Oh yeah, how couldn't you be? It was um, it was really cool. Yeah, I think that's one. Th- if that they kind of sum up season one, don't they? <laughs> Sorry, I have, I have a bit of trouble getting my words out today, boys. It's just the enthusiasm was a surprise. Oh yeah, the period. Oh, of course I was. Of course, who wouldn't I, be? Who, imagine <laughs> we all were. You ought to be joking me. Yeah, they they were in so much of season one that it's it's great to see them back. It's yeah, really. It, 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 it is good to see them back, but it's kind of weird because this season is is almost like we're setting up a new team. Yeah, I agree uh, that it was. It that felt, is true. But then I thought maybe this is setting up for an ultimate team, perhaps. <laughs> oh wow, do you think so? Um, ultimate joint resistance, maybe. Possibly. Oh, that'd be maybe. quite cool. Now, they'll come you, together at the end. They always do. Yeah. One thing I'm starting to get buggered off with is that the Empire Jenks knows that I will allow that okay. through the. Yeah, that's why <laughs> he uses it all the time. I'll let that through. Like the Empire is it. meant to be destroyed, right? And I, I've read Bloodline, and I've read many a book. Okay, all right. That many is a book. set in We can these all times. read, mate. <laughs> well, not proud. Obviously, no, I've I done it. Never learned how to do it. And it is true about the remnants of the Empire and stuff like that. And, you know, there were remnants. But bloody hell, th- there's no mention of a fleet or anything like that. And, and Lots st- of them have fleet. Thrawn had a fleet. Yeah, that was, in, that was in Rebels, though. Rebels? Yeah, Thrawn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thrawn existed before Rebels. Yeah. Yeah, but this is, this is after... But Thrawn is still knocking about after Return of the Jedi. Oh, is it? Is is he yeah. or is he not? It's not actually. Oh right. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, they seem to be reintroducing the expanded universe at a rate of knots. So and I'm I think that's that what that's around. what's starting to bugger me off now is that I'm <sighs> getting too sick. <laughs> I'm getting sick now of having to go back and forth and having to Google every five seconds what is canon and what is isn't canon, because there are certain points now where I'm like, okay, well, in Bloodline. The main thing that goes on is that there are remnants of the Empire, but they're all stuck on a couple of planets. There's no fleet or anything like that. And the whole thing is, what, what do they do with them? What do they do with them? Do they let them go? Do they arrest them? That's the whole kind of thing of bloodline. There's no mention of a fleet of the remnants of the Empire or anything Look, like that. The galaxy is a big place. What do you think happened to all the Star Destroyers? Well, you see, they all fell on Jakku, didn't they? Jakku, not... yeah, yeah, great place. Oh, no, Jakku, we have. I to don't take... know. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get a little frustrated with it. I am, if I'm oh. honest with you. There no, you look, go. you know what? I really appreciate you bringing your frustrations to the fore. I think we can clear <laughs> up a lot of them today. Um, ben, like what it. do you reckon to AJ's objections? Uh, to us, I zoned out a little bit, mate. I was kind of looking at, <laughs> I was looking at the biscuits, and I thought I could probably tuck into one of those, and they wouldn't know about <laughs> it. You could have got through forty-three while he <laughs> maybe. was having a right maybe. Maybe, but then I look. Yeah, the canon we got to take for the moment at least. Canon is in flux. Let's say, right? Sure. Mm. So don't think that the um, the empire hasn't like been diminished to twenty thousand people or something like that just because well, no. the emperor is dead. That 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 the whole the whole th- 
kind of thing in Bloodline is that they've they've res- oh, it's Bloodlines again. They're kind of, I'm sorry, but Bloodline is one of the only books that talks about this time period because Star Wars for some reason hasn't told us anything other than that book, and that's the book that we always go to. He's always going to the books, isn't he? Oh, and um, they're on a couple of planets, and you know. It, it it it's all different. They're they're trying to negotiate with the new republic and stuff like that on, on you know, having their almost independence kind of thing that they still think the same things. And there's like this massive fight, and that's why Leia Leia is almost kind of slightly understanding of them. And then the new republic goes, well, that's because you're Darth Vader's daughter. That's why we'll never let you in this republic. Dreadful, isn't it? And that's the stuff that kicks Prejudice. off. And it's a great storyline. And this is like a whole, a whole Wait, new... Do you, do you mean to say, though, that the remnants of the Empire are only on two planets? No, they're, they're on a few more planets than that. But the, the whole thing is, is that that's... I think that's they are very widespread. I think it goes to the Outer Rim. I think there is kind of no stopping to the, the scale of the, the Empire. I, I really don't think there is. You know, They've got their hands in many little pies, I'll tell you that. I think he's absolutely right, Jenks. I'm not going to lie to you. I've got a side with Pry on this one. Oh, there well, we are. It's the first I'm people. I'm just saying what's bloody canon at the moment. <laughs> Look, I can understand your frustrations, but call me old-fashioned. I will. But my knowledge of Star Wars, I will end just before the sequels came out. All right? I will forget that I've seen the sequels. So you're not classing them as canon? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but in my head, like, the stuff that I really, really know... As is is expanded universe stuff, and I'm just praying that it all comes back in. Otherwise, what's the point? It's useless suppose, knowledge. But, but that's quite nice. Is that there's there's so many storylines, you know, after Return of the Jedi that I love, yeah, that haven't been canonized or anything like that. There's so much that could be happening, and that's why I think it's it's a thing in the f- the fandom as well. Is that you know a, a lot of people are like, well, what what is and what isn't anymore? It's true. And I but think it's just a, a frustrating thing. It is. It's a frustrating time. But, yeah. I mean, something The Mandalorian is good at is bringing old, as in expanded universe things, back into canon in quite clever ways. And they hopefully, for example, um, at the end of this episode, we've got a big one to talk about um, the return of something which we've not seen for a long time. Yeah. And hopefully they'll just they'll start to gently reintroduce these sort of things and also clarify, like you say, because you're right, we we don't really know what state the Empire is in. They seem to be much more ragged than the, Imper- the, the Imperial Remnant of your, you know, sorry, your yeah. Imperial Remnant, uh, which is looking great, by the way, I have to say. But their one is just dreadful. Um, yeah. But no, I can understand your frustrations 100%. But to get back to the episode briefly... Of course. So... Grief Karga is not satisfied with the quality of the repairs that um, the Razor Crest has got, so he puts his friends on it, his dodgy, dodgy-looking friends. And in return for this, uh, he asks Mando to help him destroy an old Imperial base, which is on the other side of the planet. Mm-hmm. Seems fair, right? And yeah. everyone knows that Mando loves a good side quest, so of course he snaps it right up. Yep, here we go And again. it's just going to be the three <laughs> of them, and they reckon there's not that many stormtroopers over there like it's going to be an easy job so as soon as anyone says that you should hear those alarm bells ringing so baby yoda once again is left with someone i mean for an incredibly wanted creature (laughs) on the planet formerly of the bounty hunters guild mando's just like let's probably pop him in this public school you know what i really like that because i think it's just hilarious it's like 
it couldn't be any more stupid. But yet they all every time they're like, "Yeah, we're right." Yeah. It, it, well, it what are we actually thinking though about this? Because again, this is our our storyline being put in a school eating a little macaron, macaron, lovely little <laughs> macaron. Yeah. Are, are are you guys starting to get a little frustrated that we're now in episode four and the same thing has happened? Um, yeah, I mean, yes and no. Like, I think it's a good episode. I was. I, it's difficult to say, like, if if I hadn't already encountered the backlash of people talking about side quests and things, I I possibly wouldn't have noticed it as much. It's so <laughs> different, like, because the first season didn't, like, it had all sorts of things all over the place and it didn't bother me at all. This this is the first one that bothered me a little bit. I think, I think th- the first season is that you just want to explore, don't you? You want to explore with this new character that we haven't been with and we want to explore them together on yeah. their little journey. And their relationship. I suppose we're not getting their relationship in this one particularly. That's the thing. And at the end of the first series, we were told, okay, this is your mission, Mando. Yeah. This is what you have to do. So obviously we thought... This is think, the way. You think, okay, well... We want to see the mission. And yeah, there have been some amazing moments of obviously like meeting a bow and stuff like that and seeing that the, there are pieces moving and stuff like that, which is cool. But the pieces are the it's it's starting to get a little bit slow for me. OK. Mm-hmm. A little bit slow, which is annoying okay. because you are drip like drip fed. Some awesome moments, but this is what the world used to be like, you know. Like it's amplified by the fact if we could if we could um, uh, binge the whole thing, as in all of the episodes at once, I don't think it would be a thing. Yeah, very true. I think you'd be like, oh, okay, fine. They're going to get there, but yeah, like in an hour's time, I'll be with Ahsoka Tano. You know mm. what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, very true. What do you think, Prime? Yeah, um, you know, I kind mm. of agree uh, to a certain extent, but I also feel like I've, I'm still holding out hope for this kind of epic episode that we're we're, we've been building up to um and i don't know if that's setting myself up for failure or not probably but um i get enjoyment out of them because they're star wars so i feel like that there's that to it anyway it has a baseline it's always going to do well you know um and then there's certain elements that make me go i love that because i know that from here or know that from here that's really cool yeah definitely um so loads of like um kind of if you want decent fan service done right um but yeah i do agree that it's kind of because they're being drip fed to us week by week it is getting a bit like oh we're so close to oh no we're still not there we've had another episode of a side quest and it's like okay well next episode it's gonna be awesome and we're gonna have everything and i'm just hoping that it doesn't continue to play out like that but i do enjoy it a lot so yeah 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 i I, yeah i think the thing for me this time was that it was so on the nose yeah at the very start when he was like oh we're not gonna make it there we're gonna go here instead yeah it was like great so within the first 30 seconds Mm. i'm like oh it's not what i was hoping for it takes out all the suspense and all the kind of as as we do go into um the uh the imperial base and the bluey shuts down the reactor very obi-wan kenobi-ish oh it's it's exactly the same reactor it's so nice and we have the same Mm. the most lovely bassy sound i was like that is that's fucking cool yeah 
no, that was really nice. Stuff like that, though, like it's once the episode is up and running, mm. I think it's easy to enjoy. It's just those outside bits where you're a bit like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Apart you know? from the opening scene with Baby Yoda trying to repair the ship. No, oh, that, yeah. That, that was, was a brilliant scene. Really that was a great scene. That was no, reminiscent of Rocket and Groot. I'm pretty sure it was a, a straight shout out to that, but wow. it was lovely. It was really lovely. Yeah, oh, it was. really Rocks. was, wasn't it? Yeah, Rocket and Baby Groot, sorry, not just Rocket. It literally is yeah. almost the exact same scene. Yeah. Don't press that button, press that one. He's like, I am Groot. It's true. I am Groot. Yeah. It's very similar, but it's very lovely as well. Yeah. Disney referencing themselves. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I suppose they've got no worries about anyone suing them for that. Yeah. Right. Fair play. But, um, so... Baby Yoda has been left in the school. Mm-hmm. He uh, force pulls some macarons towards him. Delicious looking things. I love that as well. A lovely love, shade of blue. I love seeing his power. Um, yeah. The one thing I wasn't too keen on are those little bits of blue crumbs on that kid's face. Just really yeah. annoying me. That kid's That's acting filth. was weird as well. I know. Yeah, like, I couldn't quite work out what was going on there. I thought there was supposed to be a subtext. Yeah. But there definitely wasn't. like... I, I I couldn't even understand the motives that he was trying to show. It's like the director went, okay, can you be brain dead? And he's like, <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> Whilst being covered with a mouthful of like macaroons. It's a weird, weird kind of uh, script to get, but he played it well. Like, oh I yeah, ha- to be fair. I hate kids eating. <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? It is horrible yeah. because they haven't learned how to eat. It's like... <laughs> It's like watching, you know, when you go to a... <clears throat> it's like watching oh, Butch eat. Yeah. Or oh. watching, like, a granddad trying to eat beans. Oh, God, yeah. It's just like, oh, this is... I just can't... I can't watch this whilst I'm eating. It doesn't work, does it? It's true. It's going to put me off. I'm watching I, kids I haven't eat. seen many granddads eating beans, so, you know... Mate, so... go to a Tesco's cafe. You see them everywhere. Oh, God, yeah. I, I bet that's that's like, where they hang out. With, with some, like, cod or something, that they've got some yeah. cod and, and some beans there. Cheap, chips. cheap cod, cheap yeah. chips... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible peas. I know the type. Not mushed. You you know the type. <laughs> the type <laughs> <mushed>. <laughs> but like it's that kind of thing. And this this kid, I was just like, what what is he doing? Yeah. He is right. And like Baby Yoda did better acting. And it's a bloody doll. Hey, to be fair, what a doll. <laughs> I mean what a doll. Hey, what a doll. <laughs> what a doll. You know what I'm saying? That oh, doll yeah. can go places, right? I tell you, that doll's gonna be a star. I'll make you a star. What you want? I'll give but it, it was, to you. Do you also think that that scene was just pushed a little bit God. too much as well? It went on for just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I presumed that there was going to be a, a kind of something, a spin-off that was going to happen between them where, I don't know, Baby Yoda wanted to go exploring and so he went with him and we had this kind of dialogue between them. But there was just like nothing. He's like, no, it's my bloody macarons. Get lost. And he's like... Well, no, I'm taking those. And he takes them and the kid's like, fair play, mate. You know what? <laughs> didn't see that coming. You did me. You've gone to use the force against me, which I didn't believe was a thing. And you know what? I'm not even going to react to the fact that you've used the force. And It worked. Me and everyone around me has probably never seen that ever before, but I'm just going to go. Mm. I just wanted Baby Yoda, just a little middle finger that comes up. <laughs> 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 Leave that one in. Yeah. You've got to oh, leave that one in. Absolutely not. Oh, but they can't hear the impression then. Uh, no, thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, I found that scene very weird and very... I, I thought that maybe Baby Yoda was going to kill him. Maybe. But <laughs> if Baby Yoda killed him, I would have been kill like, him? fantastic. You can't kill children on TV. He just force choked him. 
You can't and just, do that. You see though, like little grains of macaroon falling out of this kid's <laughs> mouth as he's trying to breathe. Going, God. <laughs> Baby Yoda did force choke someone, didn't he? In the first season. Did he? Yeah, he did. And Mando was like, no, don't do that. <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I don't remember. I can't remember that. No, he did. I think he did it on the Razor Crest or something. He thought that Mando was threatened and. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember. I can't remember who it was. Unfortunate. It's so unfortunate that, I mean, presumably in the next episode, he's going to get lots to do. More choking. Baby Yoda got lots of choking, absolutely. But Baby Yoda got that first little lovely scene, then got to eat some macarons, and that was it. Yeah. And it's a bit like, oh, you know, he, did, he seemed to do so much more in the first season. I suppose it's the relationship thing again. Like yeah. even on the, the planet where we met Cara June and there was the awesome ATST, Baby Yoda was a big part of that. Yeah. Because he was being like mollycoddled by, you know, Molly Weasley. <laughs> she is a good mother. A ch- oh, she's, uh, she's the best. Yeah. Yeah. She always is. But hopefully it will, it will come back and it'll be better. But anyway. That is where Baby Yoda is, and the the three of them, uh, and the Mithril, of course, disappear off to this Imperial base, which uh, apparently has just got this skeleton crew, and so they think, oh, it'll probably be fine, there's no one there, really. And uh, they try and pick the lock, doesn't work out, Mando uses his lovely jetpack to pop up onto the gantry, and gantry. chuck down a, a stormtrooper, send down the lift, works so, so, so like well. Like a trait, doesn't it? It's, no, it's really good, like, you can't fault that. Really, um, but the fact that he can fly <laughs> is a big bonus it in is. this instance. I mean, otherwise we'd it have been sped there things up a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. it's, it's just you know you, you can't um, you can't knock it, and we shouldn't really try. However, so let's no, no, not. No, we... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. Uh, but yeah, they obviously very quickly find out that there are a lot more stormtroopers there, but mm. they they just crash and crash in, carry on regardless. Everything seems fine. Um, Mando gets hit an awful lot. By laser blast. Lovely tings, he's... though. Lovely tings on that armor. Lovely tings. Yeah, yeah it's but great sound. Yeah. His, his Beskar is so powerful that, and presumably attracts Stormtroopers' blaster bolts, because normally they can't hit anything at all. Yeah. Also, and yet they all seem to hit him. I also like, love his kind of reaction every time he gets hit. He's just so clumsy when he gets hit. <laughs> he's like, oh, That's true. Just... I mean, he's getting hit by a bolt of energy, I suppose. I know, but he looks ridiculous, but it's great. It's great. <laughs> he's got real Roger Moore Every time you get him. shot, you look so clumsy. <laughs> yeah. Get your stuff together, mate. <laughs> what are you doing with yourself? Oh, yeah. But yeah, and then as Jenks referenced earlier, they find the reactor and they want mm. to... Um, yeah, power it down so that this lava river, a lot of lava rivers in the Mandalorian, actually. Mm. Well, two. And two is too many. Yeah, two. Far too many. Uh, and so that it will overflow and it will destroy the base, which is very cool. And um, it's got a real Mount Doom sort of vibe about it, which is always a fun thing to find. And so they set this off. They send the Mithril around and he's like, there isn't a guardrail on this thing, which is a lovely little reference to how ridiculous the, the Empire are with their... Yeah safety regs yeah. never any guardrails on anything even on the death star when they were standing next to where the beam comes through see that's just what i like, like about the empire that there's no pc or you know sugarcoating or 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 anything like that they go look there's a little bit walk on that turn it off and turn it bloody on god yeah. they have been known to be very anti-pc you know they have it's dreadful really yeah but jenks likes it say. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, it's it's shown beautifully here again, and you know, 
gently highlighted in the way that John Favreau likes to do because he is at the end of the day a big fan of it all and yeah. even the the silly things about the original trilogy he rather enjoys but they um after they've set the trap as it were they start to make their escape and they find lads lots of scientists well two scientists but lots of experiments and they find these vats which are full of bodies of some description and they all seem to be dead absolutely fascinating because all of a sudden we've stumbled upon a big big plot point massive when we didn't really well we didn't necessarily think that we would when we thought we were on a side quest throw out what were your first thoughts what did you think they were i was looking for snoke i see i was looking for palps really that's interesting okay what were you looking for prime none of the above Looking for someone to love. I just presumed they were test subjects for, you know, what we find out that they were using the little baby for. So you actually well, just I mean, you presumed right. right then. Yeah. I was I was dead on right. To me, it yeah. was instantly there. And you know I'm All not right. right. I don't like arrogance, no, no, no. bro. I don't you like know arrogance. I'm not it's right about, you know, I don't have a lot of foresight when it comes to these things. I, I oh. you know, I get, I get a lot wrong when it comes to it. But this, I just went, oh, it's got... It's got to have something to do with uh, why they wanted Baby Yoda and what they've been, what they did yeah. with him back then. You know, if the sequel trilogy was still going on, I would say it was all wrapped up together. But it doesn't yeah. seem to be particular. <laughs> then like they, the... are, they are nowhere. There is no references to anything sequel at all, and I bloody love it. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And of course, cloning has been around for so long anyway. And we've got mm. Boba returning, who is a clone <laughs> himself, which is exciting. Mm. But yeah. And they find a uh, a hologram, a hollow recording from Doctor Pershing. You remember that chap from the yeah. first season, who was um, one of Old Werner's scientists. Warner's and was was well. I mean, he you know he, st- he still is, is he? I don't know. Does I think he he's still not Warner's, is he? Warner's, yeah, Warner's Leisure uh, Hotels. They're really, yeah, really. Yeah. They're not really nice. They're sort of legend, oh, middle of the ground. You know, he's distant. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he says that he's been transfusing the blood of the child, and he only managed to take a cert, like a small amount, which is not a surprise because, you know, he was only there for about five minutes before Mando went back and got him back. And of course, he says that he's got a high M count, and obviously, we know that this is midichlorians. Um, I quite like. I've seen quite a lot of reaction, negative reaction to this. Mm. I quite like that it's here. It makes a lot of sense for scientists. To recognise it as a thing. To class it as that, yeah. Yeah. Because like obviously it, they're not going to think it in a religious term. No. I mean, I don't think the Jedi did particularly, um, like when Qui-Gon was talking about it. And I can I can see it being, uh, that being sort of rescued by having it come from a scientific basis that then the Jedi recognised. Like they yeah. didn't, they so didn't you, invent it as so a concept. So do you think that they consider midichlorians to uh, be an equation to force power than like the jedis do or do you think they think it's something different no i think they definitely think that oh, okay yeah uh, i think I, I think pretty much this is confirmed that they are trying to get force powers out of baby yoda and yeah. shove it in uh moth well yeah we assume so or into other uh imperial soldiers which will come on to very yeah, shortly which, yeah but obviously they're experimenting with the blood and the presence of the midichlorians in the blood. Mm. And it's just not been working, essentially. And that did make me think of Palpatine as well, because I was thinking yeah. of Palpatine's clone body um, having 
you know, the forcibilities or the potential for forcibilities once his spirit sort of entered it. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, who knows what's what but, if but they can that, justify that that almost kind of throws it again as more of a religious spiritual thing that if only the actual spirit and entity has the force abilities then only that can work that the blood just doesn't you can't transfer yeah. it well true but i assume that that gideon at least will gain some sort of rudimentary force powers mm. or something or maybe he's like a squib and he's got access to a tiny little bit of it. That yeah. would be more sort of, of an interesting story, I think. Yeah, it's sort of weird, wouldn't it? And then if, yeah, the child obviously has got massive, like, latent natural ability. So just give him a bit of that blood and you're laughing. So we, we know that, that he wants to be like, is it uh, Mandalore, the the original, who who was the Jedi Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. Tarvisla. Tarvisla, yeah. So, um any old Republic fans out there will know Shea Vizsla. And uh, that's uh, Here we go. just a daughter of, but anyway, don't worry about that. Um, and, of course, wielded the, black, the Darksaber, and he was the first Mandalorian Jedi. So, I mean... And only. And only. So do we think that maybe perhaps Mando might get his little dirty hands on the, the Darksaber or... Oh, maybe you know. Would that maybe? Be interesting... I think. I think. Um. I think Bo's got a lot to do with it. I think Ahsoka's yeah. got a lot to do with it. I think a lot of this storyline is going to start coming towards. I mean, what I'd love is maybe take the taking back of Mandalore. Yeah, I mean that would be great. They need but, a budget for that, don't they? Yeah, that maybe this is what it's it's aiming for. Yeah, and stuff because you know if if Bo did wield the dark saber, then she's smashed it, ain't she? Yeah, and I, I assume. Th- Sorry, Jenks, carry on. No, no, no. That's pretty much what I was saying. I, ju- I just think I th- we are heading towards something big like yeah, that. definitely. Well, the rumors of what we're heading towards in this season are a showdown between Ahsoka and Gideon. Yeah. Um. So, either Jedi versus just skilled warrior, or Jedi versus like force infused skilled warrior. So yeah. and I would think it would be the latter in some way because you can't really imagine how you would stand much of a chance even with the dark saber. Like it, it, mm. it doesn't yeah, confer any power on so, anyone. Ahsoka no, it is just wouldn't happen. That she stood up against Vader, and she actually yeah, exactly. St- someone that could stand her ground against Darth Vader, you you gotta be f, f-, f- close. Um, well, that's right. Well said. You gotta be. You gotta be. Gotta be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. She is. So I mean, yeah, it'll be a, that'll be an interesting one. We're, we're going to find out an awful lot in the next sort of four episodes. But then again, he does have a fleet anyway. He has a fleet he does a, a massive army. So there's loads of fleets out there for the Empire. I'd, just, I'd also like to see the galaxy. I'd also like to see more of the different clans of of Mandalore as well. So you know, of course, we we now know that Mando was part of the Dark Watch and or is Death Watch. Death yeah. Watch, sorry, Death Watch. And then you've got. Um, the uh, what's what are what's bows again? What are they? Well, she's actually just a Mandalorian. Yeah, they're just the Mandalorians. But they they're they the actual have, race. They have like his is a cult. Yeah, I think. But there there's like clans within Mandalore. There uh, are cer- there are certain names uh, for um, it's almost different platoons of Mandalorians yeah, because, from Mandalore because the Death Watch was um, made. From a pretty much a third party of of Mandalore, yeah. but then there was also, 
yeah taken over by Maul at one point as well. And so yeah, 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 yeah. There, there's that yeah. side. Whereas in Mandalore history, there's actually loads of different um, kind of mm. sub divisions. Well, yeah, I just Bo wondered. was in Death Watch as well, and um, Night Owls and. You know bits and pieces like that, right? But she is she is the mainstream compared to. So she was probably Armando. in in Vizsla, wasn't she? The uh, the kind of subdivision of well, but Bo and her sister, um, were there. They knew Tar Vizsla. They saw him die. Yeah, uh, he got killed by uh, Maul, obviously, when he asked him to duel. Yeah, yeah, for the uh, throne and stuff. So she. She's seen everything. She knows exactly yeah. what that dark saber means. It's not like a legend. She yeah. knows firsthand. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Which, which I think is why a lot of this is going to drive. Yeah, um, it's nice to have a, yeah. a character like her in this that has been there firsthand and seen more than our actual protagonist. You know that that's mm. really interesting to be in the same. We almost know more than our protagonist, and that's a really kind of uh, unique aspect to take from this point yeah it's true and she's got such a drive as well yeah like such a goal yeah obviously our our mando only knows mandalore as this decimated place yeah and stuff that he's never been to he's only ever hidden Mm. and you know he isn't even a mandalorian himself no technically the death watch they are sworn to up kind of uh, lived to the original code of Mandalore, which was very strict and uh, yeah. almost barbaric to to most people. And so, any other yeah. clan of Mandalore were much more relaxed and, again, like being able to take their helmets off, things like that, just yeah, exactly. to say the least. But they also weren't a, the, the Death Watch were more a like a, a terrorist group more than anything compared to yeah any other clan of Mandalore. So to see that. When you think of Mando, you don't think of him as part of a, a terrorist group. He seems like he's a, a bit of a, to a certain extent, a bit of a teddy bear. And I only say that because of his relationship with Baby Yoda. He cares for well, him so that, so much. That's the first time that sort of happened to him. Although he's not strictly, he's not Death Watch himself. He's they call him the Children of the Watch. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's not necessarily as you know cutthroat as they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and obviously, he's, I mean, mainly, he's just a bounty hunter. That's well, yeah, what yeah. he's been doing for years and years and years. Yeah, so he's he's relatively ruthless, but not quite to the same extremes of yeah as, uh, as the yeah. the Death Watch Mandos. Um, but yeah, we've so we we're in this uh, lab. It's now revealed that this is much more than just some imperial outpost. It is a lab where there's all sorts of weird stuff going on. Yeah, and. They, the scientists desperately try and cover up all this evidence and don't manage to do it. Uh, the Mithril, incredibly useful character that he is, manages to recover this recording. And uh, then the stormtroopers turn up and they start blasting them. And Mando gets hit about a dozen times and uh, they run away as quickly as they possibly can. And they're being chased out of the base as they, you know, as is typical to Star Wars. Mando's still got his jetpack, which is lovely. So he flies away. Just such a useful thing to have. It's great. You just can't knock it, can you, really? I'd love one. It changes everything. It's it's wonderful to see. So he jets back to try and get some help, or rather to bring something back that will help. I wonder what that could be. And they, the, the remaining three, oh, Grief and Kara and the Mithril, steal this transport 
which we've seen before, but we're not particularly f- familiar with. But it's like this this great block of a truck. It's a stormtrooper mm. sort of transport. And it's it's an interesting one because obviously they drive over a cliff and it's got these repulsor lifts to make it hover. And the speeder bikes handle it a bit better than Cara June does because she sort of smashes it all the way down and doesn't seem to hover at all and like goes through all the rock. And the speeder bikes catch a little tiny bit and then they're, they're sort of absolutely fine we say so that I, but I did... we lose about three of the the troopers though to, to no it's rocks. true it's true but i mean they're they're also like they're rickety things you know like any oh, sort yeah. of hit on them and they're going down yeah whereas this great truck is so well built that you could just dash it against the rocks and it's absolutely fine yeah and it is it is fine but i, I i'm always interested in the the technology side of it and like how it responds to different environments you know and obviously mm. it's not designed to fly that's not what it does but i i thought um i thought that if she drove it off and then it landed on the repulsors it would still actually be all right but it was a bit of a, a rickety landing yeah but anyway they get into a, a good old chase i thought the chase was great yeah. very well done very exciting uh grief cargo on the uh on the gun very exciting to watch him in action mm. i got oh you'd not think so no, I did. All right. <laughs> it must have been hard for him to direct it and do that at the same time. But I'd... but you can see him talking all the time, can't yeah, you? Yeah, he's always yeah. given some direction. Yeah. And I, he's got I will that say his booming his, voice. His shooting is is poor. Oh my god. Uh, when it cut to like the the wide shot of well <laughs> of them all chasing him and the, like they're over here and he's shooting them all the way well, over well, well, I believed that he was shooting the rocks to drop debris down on That's onto what I them. thought at first and then I was watching I was like yeah he isn't. There's, yeah, I thought like that was the main. Falling. If that, that wasn't, clever. if that wasn't the goal, to to drop debris on them because he clearly was shooting the rock and it was clearly falling down, but just a bit too late. If that wasn't his goal, who put him on the gun? Yeah, it's true. And, yeah, and also the, the initiative of the stormtroopers has gone right up, jumping on yeah. top of the transport with the grenade. Brilliant, yeah, fair. great stuff. They would never have done that in the past. They would have just oh, got God. shot off their speeder. Yeah, yeah. good lads. No, they did really well. They, they, except for the fact that they're dead, they'll yeah. get commendations for that sort of behaviour, you know. Oh, yeah. But no, well, it was... we're giving it them. Yeah, you know what? Fair play. Yeah. Fair play. But um, they managed to destroy the speeder bikes, the swoops, and we see the lovely launch of the TIE Fighters again. And as I was watching it, I was like, reminded of the first season and thinking, oh, this is exactly how they would land. Mm. That little fold of the wings. Yeah. Oh, more importantly, really nice. The sound, that yeah, freaking. Oh, it is just that droning sound coming from the distance, and you can oh, just yeah. hear it. It's like, oh no, there's Tie Fighters inbound, and they looked fantastic as yeah, always. Yeah. But yeah, handled beautifully, and you're absolutely right. Instantly, you think, you know, they're in so much trouble, and also think, how far away is Mando, and is he going to be able to get back in time? Of course, and sort of assuming that. He will not be able to. But fortunately enough, just as the ties close in and Grief has managed to destroy the gun, which is great, very useful of him. I mean, the, as that tie was coming towards him, just shoot it yep. again. It's at point blank range. Shoot it again and it won't crash into you. <sighs> very mm. frustrating. But he's not a gunner. But as Jenks says, who put him on the gun? When you've got a rebel shock trooper there, why did you put the old, like, incompetent man on the gun? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. I, Irritating. It's good yeah. of you to chip in things like that, though, Jinx. You are good. You are. That's all right, yeah. mate. That's just the stuff that I say. I know. Yeah, yeah it's great. No, he's but he's full of wisdoms, young Jinx. You know. Is, yeah, he really is. Above all other things. Just. Um, but we think we're going to be in trouble, Lance. What's that, mate? Just credit me that. I just did. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> but so the the ties are closing in, and then, luckily. What do we see coming through the distance? Blasting them away. The Razor Crest. The Razor Crest. And to be fair, it's flying beautifully. It's working the yeah, charm. Yeah, got that fi- fixed quick, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. And I, in my head, was like, oh my God, Mando's back, but what's happened to baby? Yeah. Oh no, he's fine. <laughs> His adventure yeah. at the school is over. He's learned something, maybe. Well, he's he's, he's fine. Of... He's had so a pretty lot much of macarons. All... So Mando a... escaping, I thought, oh God, he knows. He's realised that they actually are still looking for Baby Yoda, yeah. and he's and he's gone back and left him there. So we're going to get some nice, lovely scenes of maybe him having to shoot off some bounty yeah, hunters definitely. or something. Because but he's still a wanted creature. But what must have happened is that he just flew back, absolutely scared, walked in, saw the class, saw a dead toddler on the floor <laughs> with blue bits of macaroon, and gone. Oh, for God, what are you doing? And it's like. Picked him up and went, Pretty oh, good. bugger me, what about the others? Oh, they're all right. Well, let's go on the ship and have a look. Yeah. Uh, I think Accurate. that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe stop for a scone or something. Yeah. Maybe. It, it's, it did not seem... Americans call them biscuits, though, don't they? Oh, don't get me started on that. Do they? Yeah. They're, what do they call biscuits? Oh, no. it's, it's... Well, each biscuit, they don't call it biscuits. So, like, a cookie is just a cookie. Yeah. And then each biscuit is known by its name. They're, and when they say biscuits, it is it's like a scone, but it's like a, a very plain. And they have it. Yeah. They they call it biscuits and gravy. And yeah. They they have it with, as like a meal, like a dinner time meal, and Shelly it looks yanks. revolting, like this brown kind of sauce that they put on top of them. They're barbarians, aren't yeah, they? I yeah. Know. Awful. Awful. That is dreadful. Yeah. If we have any Yanks listening, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Please do comment in. And we'll get right back to you. <laughs> oh, we will. Non-stop like we do That's... with all the other comments. We do. We're very good with that. We are. Uh, yeah, I mean, bizarre, bizarre stuff. But he does manage to tear himself away from his biscuits and gravy and come and rescue them, which is lovely. <laughs> yeah. And the ship seems in great nick, you know? In yeah. really good nick. And so he's like, oh my God, like we can actually go to Corvus and we can go and see Ahsoka. So, seemingly, they're off on their way Nothing else will get in the way. No side quests. I mean, will they be attacked by a, a hidden Imperial fleet and have to crash onto another planet? Who knows? <sighs> in the meantime, the New Republic come calling. And it's the same two guys. You know, why not? Yeah, because no one else works. No one else works out no there. Works I suppose they're in the outer rim. So, I mean, Grief made a remark talking about how the Empire had never managed to, like, civilize the outer rim. So why are the New Republic trying? Yeah. But those two guys are really keen on doing it. I tell you what, they deserve a raise. They're working overtime. Working yeah, to be fair, off. they don't need to be there. No, then, no. then it's not even anything to do with them. No, they're just interested in when Imperials get beaten, and it wasn't them. Yeah, and they're just jealous. They are the jealous. The That's what it comes down to. Jealousy. It's shocking, isn't it? It is jealousy. Yeah, it's jealousy. Always. It's dreadful, really. But uh, our friend is called Captain Carson Teva. Nice. He says something is brewing, and we need to put a stop to it. Which is pretty much what Jenks has been saying this whole time. Something bad. Yeah, you need to put a bloody start to it, though. That's what I want. Okay. (laughs) 
dreadful. <laughs> and he starts talking to Cara Dune as well and says, you know, come and help us fight the remnants of the Empire. They're everywhere. Well, they're only on a couple of planets. <laughs> but we really need help with those couple of planets. And um, th- this, so this is an instance of, you know, when you predict how a line is going to go in I your head just the before they say thing. it. Yeah. Exactly. And I, you know yeah, what? It I, was word for word in my head. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's, which is great. Like, I think it's a sign of a really good script because it's exactly how it should have gone. Yeah. And he says, um, when they're talking about Alderaan, of course, and he says, what did you lose? And she says, I lost everything. Yeah. And it's, yeah. It's, I, it's yeah lovely i love that big and again everything yeah. i lost everything was in my head i i almost said it to myself like oh, i lost everything like that's what i would say next yeah. and then she said it and i was like well that hasn't happened before it <laughs> is lovely to meet someone else from that planet what well, true yeah like absolutely and just, and just see the impact it had on them what do you yeah. think about that lovely moment when he left the little um republic crest as well the it's little, great yeah little, it, was, it was very nice i thought that was quite sweet a beautiful thing. I'd like one of those to put up in my room. Oh, next to the light, eh? Or the big three poster. Yeah. Well, they're, at, well, they're, at, they're actually on Amazon, fits. mate, if you have a look. You're joking. Yeah, I'm selling a few. You're oh, selling them? Oh, well, I tell yeah, you what. I am. Only a, 300, only a 300% markup price, and it's Black Friday, so you'll easily get it for 500 quid, Chris. Bang it oh, up, mate. You can take it. Take it off bad. my hands. Take it off okay. my hands. Okay. okay, okay, don't rush me. People are stealing them. Don't, are they? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. He's That's not making any money. Yeah, fair. Got to sell them fast. Yeah. Please. He's no, lost most of his stock. I don't think they're on Amazon. I haven't looked, if I'm honest. Okay. Well, the viewers, I'm they're going to be trawling Amazon right now. Anyway, let's get curiously. to this big ending Oh, bit. sorry. Yeah, no, you're right. So um, this is the moment that we find out, and it's been 40 minutes since we last saw this character, that the character yeah. that we vaguely suspected might be an informant is absolutely an informant. Yeah. Really weird stuff from Favreau to leave it for so long. But you know what? Fine. Uh, so we discover that, of course, that dodgy looking mechanic was a dodgy mechanic and has put a tracking beacon on the Razor Crest. Mm. We love tracking beacons uh. in Star Wars. So we're on uh, Moff Gideon's lovely Star Destroyer and we see all the usual Imperial things, you know. Uh, this Imperial officer who takes the message is particularly evil, which is really nice to see in her character. And I recognize her. What do I recognize her from? Oh, I don't know. But she's definitely been in something that we, or maybe that I've watched recently, but uh, it's she is she, a notable character, because I remember... Uh, the actress's name is Katie O'Brien. Lovely. Katie O'Brien. What's Katie O'Brien been in? Let's see, shall we? Play she your was bets, in folks. Zed Nation. Was Not she bad. in Star Trek Discovery? She was in The Walking Dead. Okay. Really? Yeah. Jen's Season 10. favourite programme. I mean, how am I supposed <laughs> nah, to do Don't worry about that. What else? She bloody, she bloody say what she, uh, she was in... This is IMDb for you, though. Lovely. That's my favourite. She was in Sweet Girl. Oh, she was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There we are. You know, Thank from... you. Crikey. I knew it. She played Kimball. Yeah, of course she did. Knew it. Of course she did. So, there you go. That, so, so for me, there was a bit of confusion there because I, I knew her, but I also didn't know her. And I thought, have I seen her in the first season? Where is she from? So then I started trying to connect the, the dots, but I didn't get anywhere, as you can see, and just left it. Well, to be honest with you, mate, it took me under like 10 seconds yeah, to find out. It, it smashed that pretty so, easily. I'm off. not that impressed. 
More importantly, she played Aisha in Power Rangers Zenith. That is way more important. Can, can, can you what? see if it is season 10 of The Walking Dead? <laughs> oh, the, I've just closed the tab, Jenk. Hey, listen, um, don't worry. I'll wrap this up. Yeah, so go on, Chris. You carry on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was in The Walking Brian. Dead. She played Katie slash Saviour Prisoner of War in Do Not Send Us Astray and Monsters. Do Not Send Us Astray was in season eight. Yeah, that's all season eight and nine, but there was about 50 million million. Oh, she was, in, she was in two episodes of season eight as different characters. So I feel like she wasn't a particularly big character. Yeah, she didn't smash it. However, she's big and she's evil in this, oh, the yeah. end of The Mandalorian episode four. Yeah. Because she then pops over to see old Moff Gideon, who's looking just terrific in his nice armor. Really, really nice. Mm. And he's like, great, fantastic. Thanks for that. Uh, let me know if anything else happens. <laughs> and I look forward. Are you paraphrasing? To... or no, 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 this is it. <laughs> I look forward to getting my hands on that child. <laughs> that little greenie. That didn't happen. <laughs> Lovely. No, that's. I think that's word for word what you said. And then, lads, yeah. then the camera pulls back and we very loosely see dark armoured shapes in rows either side of Moff Gideon. Jenks, what are they? I can't, I couldn't see it if I was honest. <laughs> I haven't actually Googled it. I are don't they, know. Are they death Do troopers? Know? Yeah, so th- this is the theory. They're what troopers? Death, death troopers. troopers. Oh. Oh, in fact, no, they're not. They're not death troopers. They're dark troopers because we have seen death troopers before. Sure. Yeah, um, death troopers are in Rogue One. They're in Rogue One, exactly. And this is something slightly different. Uh, they're suggesting that these are dark troopers. Who we, we've not seen these since Dark Forces, uh, as in it was a, a Star Wars game which came out absolutely yonks ago, like uh, 2000, yeah. 1998, 1999. Wow. And then it was succeeded by uh, Jedi Knight, which is a great game. Oh, and I love Jedi that. Outcast and all those. Yeah. So it's going right, right, right back. And they've not really been considered canon particularly because they were only in that uh, and we don't know if they're if they're robots or if they're like armored skeletons or anything like that mm. or if if they're going to have the force or anything like that at all but from the look of them they're oh everything right, it's cuz we're, it's cause we're talking about this yeah. Oh, yeah they're coming for it's you a, it's a cheeky siren just a cheeky siren that's fine but um mm. Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting one because it's it's sort of a brand new it's it's both a brand new entry into the Star Wars world and yeah. it's also a big big throwback to something that was, you know, incredibly popular at the time but is not officially even the old canon well, really. What are they meant to, I don't really know anything about dark troopers. So they're essentially they're just these massive upgrades on stormtroopers. Essentially they're these right. incredibly powerful Dark side stormtroopers. Are they meant to be force imbued as well? Well, not necessarily. That's something that came later in the series. Um, There are there are force sensitive ones, and there are just sort of regular ones as well. But they're they're absolutely elite. So it could be that they're trying to to bring in these sort. That this is one of the things that leads towards the force sensitive stormtrooper idea, essentially, because everyone is thinking, oh. Is this is this exactly what it is? And in fact, in um, in Dark Empire, which is another place they appeared, the 
Emperor was reborn in a clone body after Return mm. of the Jedi. So it's it's exactly the same thing happening again. That's unfortunate. And it was in yeah. that one that they were trained in the dark side and they used their powers. So it was it because it was so early, it was before the prequels and stuff like that. So it's the the whether it was in canon or not is a different it's like it, it, it differs completely as soon as the prequels come around because it doesn't seem to be that thing. Yeah. Mm. But yes, yeah, it's, it's just a really interesting thing because we've all of a sudden got these massive throwbacks to 25 year old canon and 25 year old not canon that are suddenly in play again i love that i this is what mando's all about it's about taking these things that were kind of small little ideas way back when and making them modern even things from clone wars things from rebels even though that wasn't too long ago but then Mm. all the way back to things like this they're also probably taking inspiration from the old and the high republic i imagine for for scale point of view and, and yeah. for for history point of view as well i think all of that will be taken into account when going forward with their story and little hidden lore tidbits here and there i think yeah absolutely yeah. i'm i'm so interested to see if they're because that they, some of them were um sort of half cybernetic as well they like they would upgrade nice. a bit like cybermen from doctor who you know they would mm. upgrade them with it would be a body but with with cybernetic upgrades to be more sort of vader like in a way and to make them more powerful that was mm. a big thing again in the old republic cybernetics yeah. were huge because again it was a a thing that would um often replace if you ha- if you'd lost a limb or if you'd lost your hearing or your sight it, yeah. it would be used to kind of upgrade you in in that respect um but also yeah if the more upgrades I mean, you had potentially the, more powerful the, yeah. the sith are known obviously for it as well even before vader and stuff like that like that there was loads of cybernetics used on so many different sith lords back in the old sith war days and stuff like that like it's just yeah. a, it's always been a thing and some people have said they actually deprives some of them from their sith powers which makes them go even deeper into the dark side to try and regain that strength if not more yeah. and that that's that's a lot of the downfall uh for a lot of the sith lords is that you know obviously they the darker and darker they get the more it shows on their body the more yeah of course know, just look at someone like Malgus who's been through the wars and has to wear a rebreather and he he is so affected by the dark side of the force that his veins are visible all over his head, all over his face. He is a mess there, man. And it's so powerful. It's it's so interesting, boys. And it seems like it's going to go one of two ways. Well, we've got these two variants that we're we're sort of hinted towards. the, The cybernetic non-force wielding but incredibly powerful and impressive elite stormtrooper version and the version which is imbued with the force somehow and it seems like that's the one they're hinting towards with all the m count chat and we've seen something similar as well in a star wars game um another jedi knight game where um the chap called desan who was a dark jedi managed to give force powers to um to his his acolytes essentially by giving them a crystal um like a kyber crystal that would give them access to the force it was it was all very very different again but from the same line as the the dark troopers from that yeah you know that mm. series which is interesting in itself so it's just it's just one of those things that suddenly blows open a whole pot of lore that you thought was closed for good yeah you know it's one What's of those exciting moments is that so much stuff can come with this as well yeah so many games can be influenced by oh this my god now, yeah and- 
and it's it, it's it's such a cool idea. Like name, other than Star Wars Battlefront Two, I don't know any other game that has taken any reference from the sequels oh, at all. I mean, no, not at all. There, there I mean, was, we were saying there've been issues with this because they don't at all, do they? Yeah. Like Mandalorian, they they just don't reference it. No, mm. but like I I think so much can come from this stuff. I mean, Boba Fett being alone being alive alone <sighs> could influence, say, another series, say, another game or something like that. It could influence so much. Yeah, I think I read a rumor the other day that they were thinking of a Boba Fett series. That was originally what was meant to happen before. Yeah, Mandalorian. I remember the initial ones. But as in, let me just research quickly because, because obviously Kenobi, a... Kenobi has been around for years and years and yeah. years in the works, out the works, rumors, myths, whatever, and stuff. And now is you know this year being officially announced. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, that was meant to be a film as well. Like, and uh, m- maybe it was a Boba Fett film, not a series. That was this meant is to what happen. Th- I think that that. Initially, they wanted them all to be, except yeah. for Mando. They wanted them all to be films because they wanted Kenobi to be a film as well. Yeah. But this, so this is an article from November the sixth of this year that Lucasfilm were reportedly aiming at a mid-November shooting of a miniseries about Boba Fett after he'd reappeared in the Mandalorian. Wow, which is you know, really really interesting. Do you know they may? I, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't even throw Boba Fett in this series. Well, you think they just set him up for his own with that? Yeah, that could have just been a yeah, little taking a, a kind of page from Marvel's book and yeah, uh, having this. People know you're alive. Yeah. Now let's build on that suspense. What? What yeah, if absolutely. they make an interconnecting world of series like exactly. Marvel, Great. like DC, like how all these big companies are doing? Oh my goodness! Can you imagine that, it? It would be brilliant to do that yeah. it, it would it and they could, could go right back in time as well with Fett and show how he survived the Sarlacc and what he yeah. did after that and etc of course yeah you could reference so much and you could bring any character that's obviously still alive back into Binks Boba's yeah. story <laughs> Binks at last it's the Binks t- story is so sad we've talked about it before it's oh it is the Binks. saddest thing it's ever. the time the pauper the return of the, the Binks can we have that please it would be wonderful the Binks miniseries <laughs> yeah Right, boys, I'm going to ask the old, uh, the old question. Yeah, nice. go on. So, obviously, Mandos and Lorians. I'm going to go to Benjamin Pryor first here. Oh, if yeah. I should be so lucky. Uh, I give you are today? I give this a, a solid three Mandos, and that's what oh, that okay. is. Um, and, yeah, the reason behind that is because there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of oh, sorry boys I just fell off my chair a little bit there. <laughs> careful, careful now. There was a lot of uh, action. Oh, don't in, do that in this episode. There's a lot of action, and but it kind of felt a bit two D to me. It felt a bit static. Uh, we were in one place for the for the whole episode without much movement at all, and um, there was some weird moments that we talked about that kind of didn't add up. I the the guy who was repairing the ship it was a bit strange and just yeah. felt out of place look at him yeah the the lack of uh baby yoda mando interaction i mean seemed to have been done purposefully not sure why um because he never leaves my side but it's okay just, just he's fine at school yeah. school's fine you know these kids you've left him but you've, you've it's left like lockdown isn't it yeah. you've left him with the people so much in this series so far yeah i know it's true but yeah. with a pair of frogs. <laughs> What's he thinking? Yeah. 
I mean, there you go, eh? That's Mando all over, isn't it? So that's Price. Price is big three. Big three. Uh, oh, trademark. Uh, um, uh, Mr. Christopher Weeks, if you please. I'm going to go three Mandos, and I'm going to give it a little lore in on the end Ooh. as well. What? Where's that lore in? Lord- <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that comes from the lovely pot of lore that it's blown open in my mind. I like the reveals enough that it adds another half. I think I would have enjoyed the episode more, as in, like, I would have scored it more highly had it been, uh, had it been binged. Mm. You know, it's Possibly, only that yeah. they're, they're tantalizing me so much that I'm like, oh no, you don't deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I get that. I kind of feel the same. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon, <laughs> that's James? That's all... <laughs> He's collapsed that. in that his chair. Um, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. Three man- Mandos here. Nice. And for me, it only just got that. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, I, I'm just, you know, I want, I love action. And the one thing about the Mandalorian is that I know that they can absolutely smash cinematography. They can smash it. You know, that moment with the Razor Crest where it kind of just falls for a second and then turns around oh, and then yeah. goes for, um, you know, almost a slight hark to The Force Awakens when Ray does it with... Uh, the Millennium Falcon. But I I'm wanting more story now. I I really am. I'm I'm starting to get a little sick of Baby Yoda being put to the side again. And it's like well I I wanna know who this kid is. I wanna know I wanna yeah, see I the relationship that. between you two. I want you know yeah. I want that to be thrown. It di- it didn't impact me very heavy when the scientists were saying, Oh yeah. Um, well, we need more blood from the subject, and um, the subject is still out there. Blah 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 blah. So we're gonna have to retrieve more and stuff. Yeah. And then Mando races back, and I was like, "Well, if you really care that much, what the bloody hell are you doing?" <laughs> like, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like the line, <laughs> the line that um, what's name says where it's like, uh, where I go, he goes, and then he says where we're going, uh. It isn't suitable for kids. And then he just goes to his office. I thought you were going to say, where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay, but what about oh, the kids? Sure. But he just, he just went to his office. And I was like, what? Yeah. So kids just not allowed in his office? Oh, yeah. Not with the stuff on the walls in there. It's disgusting. <laughs> ah, yeah. And Mando just turns around and goes, well, yeah. Yeah. This I, is, it is, this it is, is strange. I don't really understand... I practically, I suppose, I do yeah. understand. They don't want a puppet knocking about with them when they're running around these corridors. Yeah. I don't mean the characters, <laughs> I mean the filmmakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm starting, it all is starting to come down to the next episode for me. And the fact that you've just said the name of the next episode. Yeah. It's, it's Did a funny you say one. it I've on this podcast? It. No, I've not yet. It's, it's, it's not something that's oh, okay. been revealed at least to my knowledge, I've only just sort of stumbled across it. Um, and it's not even on the the official list of the Mendo episodes on, I on think, Wikipedia. I think it, it just was posted on, on Reddit, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Is that where it's come from? I'm pretty sure I saw it on Reddit, but you never know. Right. Oh, yeah. fine. Well, uh, the next this obviously was chapter 12, The Siege. And next is chapter 13, The Jedi. Very yeah. exciting times 
It'll probably be it that be she turns up in like the last minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's going to do a Luke Skywalker at the end of like Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and she's I'll not going like, to say anything. Just going to chuck that lightsaber away, leave it be. Yeah, but she's yeah. going to get like that five million we, for it. We see Ahsoka once and then he tries to walk and then his armor just blows up or something like that. And he's like, oh, well, I've got to go back to the planet and sort out my armor before I even talk to this Jedi. <laughs> I, would lo- I wouldn't love that. That'd be awful, but it would be funny. It, it's, it's interesting that Mando is, uh, Mando. Is, is just being interesting at the moment. It is interesting. It's still keeping... I still love it because I love... Like like you said, I just love seeing that universe. Yeah. yeah. There's there's nothing better than seeing that universe. And I think. it looks absolutely unbelievable in this series. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. It, it's it's fantastic. I'm, I'm just starting to get a little bit frustrated that I'm having a lot of action. Yeah. And not much story. Yeah. Well, Jenks, you know, let's hope that this time when we're next recording, when we watch the next one, remember this moment that you've said that because well, hopefully yeah, that, that, that's what I'll know. be referring back to. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden your world will be blown. Your mind will be blown. Your world will be blown wide open and you'll be like the best series is back. You know, if you had socks, mate, they would have flown off. All right. He's oh, right. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. But like One the, day you'll uh, have socks as well. The opening of the, the opening of this series was fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like it's a 4.5 for me. This episode has dropped it down by a mando and a half. I think that's a lot. If we saw it in graph form, it would be a slow kind of decline at the moment. There is a slow decline. Yeah, that's slightly sad, but then I'm hoping this will rocket it back up, but we we never know. But that's the thing. If they intertwine things that have happened in these previous episodes and intertwine those characters, then I will look back and go, that's why. Mm-hmm. It all makes yeah, that's, sense. That's why we were concentrating maybe on that certain person a lot more than the storyline because they were part of the future storyline that we're getting. Yeah, what we've got to remember is, I guess, to a certain extent, perspective. The people that are writing, directing this know the whole thing. And exactly. so they're, they're seeing it from all the way back here and going, right, this is going to make sense because of that and it's going to lead up to that. We're seeing it so zoomed in and we're just like seeing one episode by episode. Yeah. And so, of course, we're going to naturally be like, well, this is not fulfilling what I want. This is not where I wanted it to go. But we Absolutely, perhaps yeah. might have that. Yeah, It's true. But no, the next episode is is absolutely the killer. Yeah. And it's significant that it's being directed by um, uh, Dave Filoni. Interesting. Nice. Who created Ahsoka in the first place. So surely, yeah. uh, I, or written by, I should say, like he's completely in control of the whole thing. And also, mm. boys, that it's going to be 58 minutes long. Are we mm. getting an hour episode? We're getting longest an hour. Episode. It's the longest of the morning. Nice. Which is fascinating yeah. straight away. Oh, well, I mean, it's got to be big. It's got to be. Yeah, it's. it's I, I've got a really good feeling about I it. I don't want to jinx it because I said that last time and I feel like I'm, I'm making things yeah. worse. But what I will say is an hour long after we've had a few what yeah, feel like set up episodes in yeah. a way, kind of the uphill climb. This has got to be the, the horizon. This is the one. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Absolutely. Very exciting. And that leads us to the end of this podcast, boys, girls and... um other people listening i have been aj jenks and i've been with benjamin prier and (laughs) you've been fantastic so have i so have the other boys thank you 
And, and we'll join you on the flippity flip. See you later. Flippity flippity flip. I ain't got nothing but love, babe. Eight days again.